Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for November 15, 2019. It's a Friday morning. I love closing out the week strong, heading into the weekend strong. Uh, the title of today's message is Grace and Truth, Part 50. I've been teaching this series now for 10 full weeks. Grace and Truth, Part 50, Faith in the Works and in the Word. Today I'm talking about faith in the works and in the word. So let's get into it. So our two foundational scriptures for the whole series are John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. In John 1 and 14, the Bible says that the word Jesus became flesh. He dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It was the glory of the only begotten of the Father, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. In verse 17, the Bible says, well, the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So the way that's written, it lends itself well to a compare and contrast. And so we did that. We looked at Galatians 3, 4, and 5, and we did a compare and contrast between the law of Moses and the grace and truth that came through Jesus Christ. And so as part of the grace was the fruit of the Holy Spirit. One of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is faith. And so we've been talking about faith for days. That's what we'll deal with again today. So Galatians 5, 22 and 23, fruit of the Holy Spirit, this is what the Bible says. But the fruit that is produced within you by the Holy Spirit who lives in you, is divine love in all of its varied expressions. So the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, and then there's eight expressions of God's love. Here are the eight expressions. Joy, that overflows. Peace, that subdues. Patience, that endures. Kindness in action. A life full of virtue or good works. Faith that prevails. Faith that overcomes. You have faith, and so you're an overcomer. Gentleness of heart and strength of spirit now never set your attention on the law above these qualities because these qualities are limitless. So we've been studying these qualities. We got to faith. And yesterday I talked to you about levels of faith, like four levels of faith. Well, I'm going to deal with the first two today. Let's get into those as we close out this week. You ready? Here we go. I only have two things to talk to you about today is the first two levels of faith. So the first one is faith in the works, say works, faith in the works of God, works in what you can see, faith in what you can see. I told you that I consider this to be the lowest form of faith. Jesus expected some of his disciples to believe basically on the evidence of the works that he was doing. In John 14, he has this discussion with them and, and he was like, man, if you don't you believe it? As a matter of fact, weren't you there? Like, I mean, if anything, you should have believed because of what you saw. You was there when I was popping a head off a fish and another head was growing. You was there when I said, Lazarus, come forth. And boom, Lazarus popped up like a mummy. He was still wrapped up in that dead stuff. You was there when I walked on water. I mean, so you guys should believe at least based on what you can see, seeing the works. And, and even then, some of them didn't believe and they hung out with Jesus for three years. And so the point is that this is like the lowest form of faith, like believing because of what you've seen. I'll give you an example. So after Jesus was raised from the dead, he presented himself to a subset of the disciples. And uh, Thomas was not one of them. And so when the other when the disciples who saw Jesus caught up with the disciples who didn't, it was like, oh man, we saw Jesus. Man, this is amazing. Jesus is alive. You know, they were still mourning his death. He was like, no, no, Jesus is alive, man. We saw him. And Thomas, who wasn't there, he said, listen, and this is interesting what he said. He said, I will not believe unless I see the nail wounds in his hands and unless I put my fingers in that big old hole, the gash that he has in his side. Unless I see that and touch that, I'm not going to believe. Now, this is somebody who walked with Jesus for three years saying that. 
And many Christians are like Thomas. They're like, no, I don't believe in miracles. I got to see it for myself. I don't believe in uh, healing. I got to see it for myself. I don't believe in financial you know, breakthrough. I got to see it for myself. They need to see something with their own eyes before they believe. So it's a good thing that our God is gracious enough to allow them to see it. And so God will, will go out of his way to allow you to see whatever you need to see in order to believe, which is what Jesus did. So eight days later, after, you know, Thomas made that statement, eight days later, the Bible says the, the disciples were in a room with the door locked and Jesus walked through the wall. It's like Jesus walked through the wall like this. So Jesus came and walked through the wall like the Matrix, like the movie, The Matrix, right? Jesus is a bad man. He walks through the wall and he's like, peace be unto you, right? That's what the Bible says. And so he walks through, he goes, peace be unto you. And they was like, whoa, Jesus. And then the first thing he said was, Thomas, come here. He was like, huh? Yeah, Thomas, I need you to put your finger right here. Look, come look. You see this hole in my hand? Put your finger right there. Matter of fact, grab your hand. Put your hands right here in my side, in my womb. Like you said, this is what you needed to believe. And he said, interesting what Jesus said. He said, don't be faithless any longer. Like, like I, I'm so frustrated because it is impossible to please God without faith. You don't have any faith unless you can see it. So I'm letting you see it because I want you to believe, man. And so then Thomas, after he said that, Thomas um, said, my Lord and my God. It was like, okay, well, now you believe. And then Jesus said this. This is all in John chapter 20. Jesus said, well, you believe because you've seen. But more blessed are those who believe without seeing. As a believer, we have to believe without seeing. Now, there are some people that just refuse to believe until they see something with their own eyes. And when they do, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, now I believe it. Okay, that's faith. That's faith. But it's the lowest form of faith um, because if you're only going to believe what you see, then your belief is going to be very limited. As a believer, you got to be able to see beyond what you can see with these natural eyes. Number two, I only have two things for you this morning. Faith in the word. So one was faith in the works, what you see. Faith in the word, number two, faith in what you read. And this is very important. The father expects us, you and I, to read his word on a daily basis. Thank, thank God that you guys tune in, you know, a lot of you on a daily basis and you're getting into the word on a daily basis. So the father expects us to read his word daily and to meditate and medicate on his word day and night. And the point of all of this is so that we could get his word down in our heart and so that we could just stand on what he said. We, we're supposed to live standing on the word from God and standing on the word until it comes to pass. So John MacArthur said this about the Bible. I'm just going to read you this quote from John MacArthur about the Bible. I think it's pretty comprehensive. He said, the Bible contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrine is holy. Its precepts are binding. Its histories are true. And its decisions are immutable. Read it to be wise. Believe it to be saved and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It's the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, and the pilot's compass. It's the soldier's sword, the Christian's charter. Here in the Bible, heaven is open and the gates of hell are disclosed. Christ is the grand subject. Our good is its design, and the glory of God is its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, 
and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It's a mind of wealth and health to the soul. It's a river of pleasure. It is given to you here in this life. It will be opened at judgment and it is established forever. It involves the highest responsibility. It will reward the greatest labor and it will condemn all who trifle its contents. It is the word of God. It is infallible. It is inerrant. It is immutable. It is God's word. It's alive. It's a, it's a living thing. It, God's words contain spirit and life. So without a doubt, we are supposed to live by the, the word of God. We're supposed to have faith in God's written word, those 66 books of the Bible. And since this series is about grace and not living by a bunch of rules and, and receiving things and walking as we're led of the Holy Spirit, um, I'm going to say a few parting thoughts here about the Holy Spirit and God's grace and the word as we close out the week. To live by faith, you must believe the word and then you must then take actions because faith is, is an action word. Faith is something you do or say or so based on what God said. So you have to take actions based on what God said in his word, even though you don't have any sense realm evidence to support it. That's Hebrews 11 and 1. Faith perceives as real fact what God said, even when it cannot be validated with your senses. And this is where God's spirit, this is where God's grace come in. So let me close by saying this. You read the Bible. You come across a passage that contains a promise that pertains to your current situation. Like, let's say you have more month than money. <laughs> you come across a passage about, you know, financial increase or financial promise. So you, you're sick in your body or you have an injury and you come across a passage that deals with, with physical healing and supernatural you know, healing, that type of thing, or whatever. You come across a passage that pertains to your current situation and it contains a promise. However, as you're looking at the Bible, you can see the promise right there in black and white, but you also see the reality of the situation that you're living in. And so now you look at the Bible and you see the promise, you look around and you see your situation. Now you have a decision to make. What are you going to believe? Are you going to believe what you're reading in God's word? Or are you going to believe what you're seeing with your natural eyes? Here, let me ask the question a different way from 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. Are you going to live by sight? Or are you going to live by faith? To live by faith, you have to believe what God said, even when, when it doesn't look like it down here in this world. God has given you everything you need to live by faith. His grace is on you to do it. His spirit is in you so that you can believe God. Even when you see things that are contrary to what God said, you have to believe God anyway. You must believe that God's promise is going to come to pass in your life and you cannot be moved by what you see in this world this is the life of faith, and this is how we're supposed to live. So let's close this message out on this Friday morning with a declaration of faith. Lift up your voice and say this over your life. Say, Father, I appreciate all you allow me to see. I see the supernatural happen right before my eyes. And when I do, my faith is ignited and strengthened. I also love reading your word. Your word is your will documented. The word of God is the will of God on paper. As I read your word, my faith is built up. Your word is incorruptible seed. You sow it in my heart. 
and it brings forth a supernatural harvest. Your word is the ruler by which I judge every decision. I stand on your word without wavering. I know you are incapable of lying. If you said it, you will perform it. If you declared it, you will make it good. So I believe your word. I stand on your promises. I'm not moved by what I see. And I won't ever change. I am a believer and not a doubter. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. It's a Friday. Listen, you head into this weekend. You have an amazing weekend. Open up your heart to God's goodness. Stand on the word. Live by faith. Live your best life now. I love you. God loves you. Listen, if you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a subscribe button and subscribe. Get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. You'll get all my notes in your email inbox for free. Go to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Download our app. We have an app in every app store. Just search for Rick Pina or Rick and Isabella Pina Ministries. We have a podcast. We have the website, todaysword.org, ripministries.org. All of this, we offer it to you for free. We want to be a blessing to you. But if you want to partner with us in ministry, you can do that. Any donation you make to RIP Ministries, RIP Ministries, go to ripministries.org. Any donations you make are tax deductible in the United States. We're a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Go into this day, live by faith, live your best, best life, experience God's best. I pray that over your life. And then do me a favor, share this right now on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. Have a blessed weekend. I'll see you on Monday. God bless you.